0: Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of the BettingApps.co.uk podcast with myself, Cy and Nev.
1: Hello. Uh,
0: today, hello Nev. today, we're going to be talking uh, about our predictions of who's going to finish in the top six and how they're going to land. Uh, we're going to talk about the best three signings of the summer and we're going to discuss a couple of each way punts in the top goal scorer market. Um, we've waited till the first game of the season to kick in before we started recording this one. Uh, to pick our top six, just so we have an idea of who's going to play, what's happened in the transfer window, and and that kind of business is all out of the way. Um, So we will kick things off with our top six. Um, To win the league, I've got the most obvious one going, which is Man City. Uh, Mm. is a Liverpool fan, so... He may have his rose-tinted spectacles on for this one. Who have you got for the top of the
1: league? Um, same with you there, I think, with Manchester City. Um, seeing how the transfers have gone, uh, I think that City have built on their team this year. Liverpool haven't. Liverpool showed that they were better than Liverpool. City showed that they were better than Liverpool last season. with The team that they've got with them building on it, I see them big in, uh, winning again, but by slightly uh, a bigger margin this time, perhaps.
0: I, th- I think I have to completely agree with you on that one. Um, I'm expecting them to win by a a comfortable 9-10 points. The strength and depth they've got is just ridiculous. Even if they get a few injuries, it's not like it's going to make a major difference. Um, So we'll we'll see on that one. Your top price at a standard bookmaker, we've got 1.44 for City to win the league, which is not too bad. Uh, He's got 1.44. Most of them are around that sort of mark. 1.4 to 1.44. If you go over to the exchange, you've got 1.48. So if you are having a decent bet on it, there is a few extra quid there for you on the exchange pricing. Uh, Then we move on to second. I'm going to throw mine out there and wait for the bomb to land. I've got Spurs to finish second this season. Um, Currently 4.33 for a top two finish. Or, if you fancy a bit more value on that one, you can get 6.8 on them to win the league without Manchester City currently on Betfair, which I think is decent value. Um, my reasoning behind this is they have strengthened really well in the transfer market. They did pretty well last season and then tailed off. Um, I don't see them going as far in the Champions League this season, which will give them more impetus to finish the season stronger. Um As you've already mentioned, Liverpool haven't massively strengthened. Um, I look at Liverpool and I see there's there's a risk with them this season. Um, You've got Mane, who's barely had a break. Salah, who's barely had a break. Firmino, they've all been away all summer. Um, And I know we've got a little break this year uh, in the winter, but I still think Liverpool are at a risk of a couple of injuries away from being in trouble. Uh, Not in trouble in the tense if they're going to finish six or something but just in trouble in terms of keeping the momentum they would need to keep up with City and potentially to keep up with Spurs. Um, So I think Spurs are going to finish second. I think they're going to be a long way behind City, and I think there's not going to be much in between them and Liverpool, but I just have a feeling this season they'll just go one better, just one better and just shade it a little bit over Liverpool. Um, But you never know. I see the value in Spurs at that price. Who
1: have you got now? If you if you we would have had this conversation last week, I probably would have agreed with you. But after watching Liverpool and watching Spurs on the, f- the opening day of the season, uh, it's i have sort of swayed towards Liverpool finishing second o- o- over Spurs. The way that Liverpool dealt with that. Norwich and the way that uh, Spurs <laughs> dealt with Villa. I mean, okay, Spurs th- still beat Villa convincingly, but that first you know half an hour, forty five minutes. Villa was w- were in the game. Could have probably gone into the half uh, on a different day, 1 0 up, but uh, they, caused, they caused the Spurs some problems. And Villa and Norwich, they're both championship teams, they've both come up this, this season. Uh, and, and I just think that um, Liverpool demolished Norwich. It's what the way that they, they played and the way that they set up helped, aided that somewhat but it still needs to be done and Liverpool did it and
0: um, yeah, their attacking force is
1: unquestionable um, it's one of the it's best in the Premier League it just needs like you say to uh, to remain there for the whole for the j- duration of the season yeah, all it's going it to take is, is a couple of injuries and if a couple of injuries do occur then my prediction will probably change but at this moment in time I still see Liverpool finishing in that second spot
0: I, I did expect that yeah. I did expect that I think the first game of the season um, Liverpool from what I saw of it weren't uh, Demolished is questionable Better luck for the first goal Better luck for the second goal With a couple of tackles Defensively you didn't look anything like last season um, And you haven't in pre-season I never really looked too much into pre-season form Because it's about getting players fit And these days it's about Selling shirts in some other countries Around the world But to not have that defensive stability that you had the whole of last season in the first game was slightly alarming for me. Against a team like Norwich, who fair play to them, they, they had a go at you. But that was just a, a little alarm bell for me. Even though you you weren't convinced they and did what you needed to do, I still just think there's a little, just a little alarm bell there.
1: Um, I think there's a little bedding in process that needs to to happen between Van Dijk and, and, and Gomez.
0: In yeah, obviously he's coming back from injury.
1: Yeah. So um, they need to be a little bit more harm, harmonious in their play, make sure that they're reading each other when one person's chasing, one person needs to be dropping off, and I think that that, that needs to to be synced a little bit better than, than what it was against Norwich. Um, yep. Not, uh, um. not uh, keeping a clean sheet as well was a bit of a worry. Um, but Norwich, like you say, did, did play that attacking play where they weren't just going to sit back and, and, and put men behind the ball, they were going to come at us and... If you are going to do that, you, the chances are you are going to bag one, but you also need to make sure that you Absolutely. Uh, stay clean at the back. And that's one thing that Norwich really, really shouldn't have been expecting against Liverpool on the opening day of the season.
0: Uh, no, no, I do think there was a slight naivety. They could have gone a bit tighter and tried to play you on the counter a little more, but you no, know, they played the way they did and got promoted. And playing that way throughout the season will probably keep them up because you've got to attack, score points, score goals, win points. Um, losing 4-1 to Liverpool on the opening day of the season isn't really going to make much difference to their survival chances because it's a game that, you know, is pretty much written off before you've even started.
1: Yeah, but well so that fair said, I moving down to third, I think that Spurs uh, will finish third if Liverpool are going to finish second. I do see the top three being a City-Liverpool-Spurs uh, affair. Uh,
0: yep, I've got Liverpool third, so we just uh, very slightly on Spurs and Liverpool's position, but similar. Top three of City Spurs, Liverpool. Um odds for the top three um really represent that. that that that's the expected top three. Um and then it's a it's a tussle for fourth between Arsenal, Chelsea and Man United. Um I unsurprisingly have got Man United to finish fourth as a Man United fan. Um I do I do see it this season. I'm not am not a fan of Chelsea this season. Um not just because of the, the opening game. Um but I thought it was bizarre letting a player like David Luiz go. Um, obviously, they lost Hazard. There's not a lot they can do about that. Policy is already coming in, so that's fine. He obviously, it's not a life for light replacement because Hazard's a different class. Um, but to let someone like Luiz, who's a bit of a leader on the pitch, go, I just thought was madness. Um, I think United and Arsenal will be a really, really tight battle for that fourth spot. Um, I'm edging with United because... Arsenal haven't really strengthened in defence. Their attack's amazing, but I have question marks over their defence, and I think Maguire's going to make a difference to United at the back and a calmness to United at the back, which will help get a few more clean sheets than last season and just push us above Arsenal. So I've got United fourth, who are currently 2.1 for that on Betway, which is a top price with them.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just going back to what you were saying about the the whiz before I start getting into my third and fourth, I think what you're saying there is right, but I also see the flip side of he is an influential player, he is a sort of born leader. If he's come out and said that he doesn't want to be at the club anymore, that then can get quite poisonous quite quickly
0: to the rest of the team members. But that could be managed. I would suggest that that could be managed. uh, An arm around the shoulder and, you know what, David, we really, really need you.
1: The thing that strikes me there, being a Liverpool fan, is the Coutinho incident. Uh,
0: and how yeah. How
1: affected Liverpool and, and, and all of that. But um, they certainly weren't in a position to be shedding players um, then. Or any time in the future. In the near future, to be honest. Uh, they are in a bit of a, a troublesome time with the restrictions that have been put placed upon them. But that said, yep. um, I see third go into Arsenal. Um Rather than United, it's not because I'm. You mean Manchester fourth? Three, sorry, Neil. Sorry, fourth. Yeah, my, my, yep, fourth. Sorry. Fourth. Um, yeah,
0: but I, I think it'll be tight. I think it's a really, really close one. That
1: with Arsenal being top heavy, I think you've got opposite sides of the spectrum here with United. I think United have gone, you know, quite bottom heavy, and I don't see them having a prolific striker. You're looking at the top four. You're looking at people that have got prolific strikers. or so someone that's got a, a Kane or a, a Salah or an Aguero.
0: I, I, see, I see that with uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang are going to score a lot of goals.
1: And you've got that there, whereas he- Martial, Rashford, oh, I mean, OK, they, they can score, but they've never really been known as being prolific. Um, so I think that United, in the tougher games, might struggle to see the back of the net as uh, frequently as they would like.
0: Oh yeah, I, I do see that. Neither of them have, have proven yet to be a 20-goal-a-season a 20, 20 striker. No, but they've always been playing wide to the side of Lukaku. Neither of them have had a chance, and I know Salah scores from wide, and all his goals come from that. Before you chip in with that one, yeah, yeah, but yeah, neither yeah. of them, neither of them have ever really been the main man. Rashford a little bit towards the end of the season when clearly Lukaku was being edged out. Um, but this season, it's about those two players, and they know it's their responsibility. So I, I I do understand exactly where you're coming from.
1: When you're looking at, and one
0: of them needs to step up
1: when you're looking at teams like Barcelona and whatnot, what when the philosophy is to score more as th- than the others, they've always had the philosophy of, of making sure that your front men are the, are the core men in the team and yep. sort of worry about the back men later. And it seems to have worked for Barcelona. Um, and with that sort of theory in mind, that's the reason why I'm sort of seeing Arsenal finishing in that fourth spot over Manchester United. But I do see Manchester United there then finishing fifth. Um, fifth I've, got, I've got Arsenal down for fifth a little bit more consistent than they were last season Um, causing teams a lot more problems than they did last season being a little bit more up for it than they were last season being a little bit more level-headed than they were last season on the the so. yeah definitely I do see that
0: I do see that this is a series of
1: stability of that top four currently I still think there's work to be done and players, Definitely to be in, players to be absolutely. Out.
0: It's a three-year project for Solsha from this transfer window. In my opinion, we've still not shedded enough. We've not brought enough in. Uh, it was great to see Jones and Smalling not in the squad on the weekend. Uh, Matic on the bench and some of the the younger players like Pereira getting a game. Uh, James coming on and things like that. It's, it's a period where we need to filter out the the older players, but we haven't done it ruthlessly enough. If you look at when Guardiola came into City. He had an ageing squad and just ripped it up, obviously. He spent a hell of a lot of money, um, which I'm not entirely sure United would do in one season, but over the period, there's a load of players that need shipping out and a load of younger, hungry players to come in. But it's going to take a couple of years because we've had six years of Ed Woodward signing anybody you fancied and we thought would sell a lot of shirts to the detriment of the team.
1: Yeah. And quickly so moving on there. to sixth spot, I've got um, Chelsea to finish, although they They have had restrictions and um, they're relying a little bit more on the youth than they ever have done before. I still see them being a sort of quality above your Leicesters, your Wolves, your Arsenals. uh, Not your Arsenals, your Everton's, sorry. Um, So I am seeing them secure in the sixth spot, even with their woes.
0: I am throwing it out there, and even though you just said they weren't good enough, I'm going with Leicester to finish sixth okay um obviously you don't like Brendan Rodgers but he's a reasonable manager he does all right i think they have made some really really good signings i know maguire's gone which is a bit of a bit of a blow for them I do right but they made some really good signings this summer um and I've, i as i already mentioned i just think chelsea are going to have some issues and no one's the game on sunday they were missing um willian alonso Giroud only came on, Kante only came on. So they're missing a they were missing a core of the, the more experienced players. But I think last season and even the season before, Hazard pretty much carried them for those two seasons. Um without him, they'll still do okay. But I just can see some issues for them, particularly early on in the season. At this point, um obviously they've got a tough game against Liverpool tonight, which I would expect Liverpool if they play like the Chelsea play like they did on Sunday against us. Liverpool will wipe the floor with them. I see the value in Leicester as well. You've got 23s on Betfair for them to finish in the top six. Um, That's decent odds, and I can see them starting well. Uh, If you like your Betfair trading, I can see those odds coming in handsomely if they get three or four wins on the board, and Chelsea's stutter to a start like I'm expecting. Um, that'll probably be in a trading position. Same same way it goes, if they lose a couple, it probably won't be, but I just see the value. If anyone's going to break in the top six, I fancy Leicester to do it this season. Um, That finishes our top six, so now we'll move on to our top three signings of the summer. Um, Nev, I'll let you start with your three.
1: Um, Well, I think one of the most important signings, especially from a Chelsea perspective, was the landing Kovacic. They didn't really have much choice uh, elsewhere with the transfer ban being placed upon them um, and there was a sort of loophole there the fact that Kovacic was already on loan and the in- contract was written that there was an option to buy um, they went ahead and quickly rushed that through before the transfer ban um, came into place so um, for Chelsea I think um, especially but I also like, like Kovacic as well I think he's a good player um, I think that's one of the most uh, one of the best transfers in the Premier League um, from a Chelsea perspective uh, Yeah I agree
0: with you on that the hands were completely tied um, turned out to be handy to have a guy on loan with a, a, a pre-agreed deal for a permanent transfer he
1: um, a big but he is a good to player
0: on. he's added something, to the, uh, added something to the squad hasn't he? so I, I, I see where you're coming from with that one
1: he has got big boots to fill though and he's got a big job on his hands um, whether Frank can get the most out of him or not is yet to be seen but at least they've got that option now moving forwards that th- has got that li- little bit more quality than your average player to be able yeah. to influence those around them so that was uh, my number one
0: uh, I'll give you my number one it ties in with my Leicester 23s uh, to finish in the top six as well, it's a bit of a boring one. Another player who's already been on loan, Tealman's to Leicester for forty-one million, forty million depending where you read, um, is an absolute fantastic buy. As a Man United fan, I was hoping we were going to go in and, and nick him. Twenty-two years old, two good seasons, someone who's going to be buying him for a hundred million. I think that's an absolute masterstroke to get him from Monaco at, at that price when. Reportedly, other cl- clubs are interested. You're never really sure when they start talking about other clubs being interested, are you? But, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that, that's the buy of the summer for me. Yeah. Who so have you got second?
1: I've got me Nicolas Pepe. There were Ooh, a lot of a people that were after him, uh, reportedly. Um, and I think Arsenal did well to land him. I think he's the sort of missing piece in that attacking setup, Um And I think they've built well. And... Um, that attacking setup now should send uh, shivers down most defenders' backs. So I've so done you wouldn't want to face him, would you? No, not at all.
0: Yeah, I see that. Um, second, I've got another Leicester signing, Prayek from Sampdoria, for £18 million. Um He's an exciting player. Uh, 25, so decent age, plen- plenty of upside on him for development. Uh, another Belgian, although he's only got three international caps, but he'll obviously there's an advantage of him playing alongside Tillman's because they're both countrymen. So um, I can see improvement from him. I think he is going to be one of the better buys of the summer. Um, and at 18 million, I think that's really, really good business.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. You, got, you, lo- you lost one. This is the one I'm waiting for.
1: Well, I changed. I changed. I was going to go with. Harry Maguire but I've actually gone with Aaron Wan-Bissaka and the reason why oh. is because Maguire I think is too expensive I think people knew that uh, United needed a centre back and there's not that many out there at the moment so he does come with a slightly inflated price of £80 million I don't think he's an £80 million player I think that also then hyper inflates the rest of the market for centre backs moving forward similar to how the Van Dijk saga um, did the season before um, So I've actually gone with Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I think that uh, your wing-backs are are becoming more and more important in the game. Although £53 million is still very expensive for a wing-back. You see what Robertson and um, Alex Arnold are producing at, at Liverpool and that style of play. When you say
0: that, how much do you think Alexander Arnold would cost if you wanted to buy him? If he wasn't a Liverpool player and he'd come through the ranks at Leicester, how much do you think he would cost? Exactly. More than Wan-Bissaka.
1: Oh yeah. Of course.
0: So I get I get what you're saying about Basaka. it is expensive for a, it was the 18
1: 19 year old wing back but that's the thing he's got um, so much potential and that's what, what you're spending your your money on currently. Um I saw him in pre-season there was a it's, it's quite went on social media quite a lot um it was when he ch- tracks back for that ball there's a guy that had about twenty yards ahead of him, and he tracked back and um, put the ball out for a throw-in from a slide tackle. And he's got the desire to get back, and he's got quick feet when he's up there, and he can whip a ball in. Um, yeah, without that many wing backs that seem to produce all the, that seem to have all the, possess all of those qualities, and, and he seems to be one of them. So, um, I yeah, he's really impressed. Very good bye.
0: Yeah, on Sunday. He didn't look like uh, a 19-year-old lad making his debut for no. Man United, being the mo- one of the most expensive teenagers in world football. Obviously, he's not, but defender-wise, he's one of the most expensive teenagers in world football. And he looked like he'd just been running up and down the wing for three seasons at Man United. Was completely unfazed by it, which is what you need to see at that age from that of. Yeah, um, my third one is keeping the Man United team going Daniel James 15 million not often Man United sign players these days 15 million it's usually 50 for everybody um, he's got bags of potential he is so quick um, I think he's got a very bright future ahead of him um, it was really nice to see someone score for Man United and look like it meant a lot to them Um We've had so many seasons of signing players on lots of money who come in like they already think they're the main man. Um, nice to see a kid score a goal that meant something to him. And just so fast, there was a, a bit towards the end of the game where he was backing into Kante and just knocked it around the side and went to go. And Kante had no choice but to just drop him. Um, and Kante's quick. We've all seen it. We know the ground he covers. If N'Golo Kante's dropping you because you're going past him, then... He's got the pace to worry a lot of players. Um, I think this season will be a bit more of a bedding in season for him. I can't see him starting all the time. You never know how he gets on. Um, but I, I imagine he'll play a lot in the Europa League, the Cup games, and in and around the Premier League team bench, starting, covering injuries and things. But for £15 million, the pace he's got, looks like he's got a decent bit of skill, right attitude and desire. I think that's a really good buy.
1: Yeah, it's good to see him get a goal on his uh, debut. I agree with that.
0: Um, so that's was pretty much done. I've just got three each way shouts for your top goal scorer. Um, most bookies pay top four one to four odds on your each way. Most seasons there is one player with really higher odds who finishes in the top four. So we're not talking about betting on them to win. We're just talking about betting on them to get in the top four goal scorers. So I've got three picks. First one is Gabriel Jesus at thirty three to one. Obviously, he's already got one on the board. Um, depends how much he plays, because you've got Sterling who's probably going to score a lot of goals, uh, Aguero, but this team scores a lot of goals. Um, if he does cement his place a little bit more, 33-1, to 1, looks good. My second one, um, you've already mentioned him, Anthony Martial. We've already said he, he hasn't been a 20-goal-a-season man yet, but he's never been the main man. Um, if he can start getting some goals at being the main man... 50-1 for an each-way shout looks decent value to me. Um, and my big outsider at 100-1 to one is Olivier Giroud. Um, Chelsea, he's, you, you look at the team and what I've talked about, their experience or the lack of it at the more senior players. Uh, Lampard will need his more senior players to step up. Giroud is your out-and-out goal scorer in the team. and we'll, I didn't start this game, but you'd expect if one fully fit, he will start regularly. Um, a hundred to one, so twenty-five to one to finish in the top four goal scorers. I think that's worth a couple of quid to me. Um, none of these are going to be huge bets, just little outsiders to keep interested. But I think hundred to one at Giroud's worth a fiver. Um, see how many goals he gets. You're probably talking sixteen, seventeen goals to get in the top four. I would reckon this season. Um, so yeah, they're my uh, few value picks.
1: Nice. And uh, just to finish, there was a, a new customer offer um, that I saw recently. As we've been speaking about league winners and who's going to be finishing where and top goal scorers, there was a nice Acker, uh, new new customer Acca that was being offered by Sport Nation, not the, the most well-known bookmaker out there, but still a credible one. And they are offering the Acker of Man City to win the league, Man United to finish top four, Sheffield to be relegated, and Kane to be top goal scorer at hundred to one. And that's I at Sport Nation. Show. Key terms there are it's new customers only, valid once per customer. It's £1 max stake, £100 maximum available bonus. Turnover requirements are seven times at minimum odds of 1.6. £50 max bet to count towards wagering. Bonus expires after 30 days. Skill deposits excluded. And the offer expires at 23.59 on the 18th of August. 18 plus only and Com for responsible gambling advice.
0: Lengthy, (laughs) lengthy terms (laughs) on (laughs) that one.
1: And and there you go. I think that wraps up uh, a nice podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Simon, thanks for your insight and uh, all yours to finish off. Thank you.
0: Brilliant, yeah. Thanks for your insight as well. It's always interesting to get the, the, the two views coming across. Uh, nice to see you have a Man United player in your top three signings this <laughs> summer. <somewhere. laughs> uh, but thanks, yeah, we'll have another podcast up next week where we will probably be talking about some value picks for next week's uh, Premier League betting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If you've got any questions about the podcast, send us a tweet at Um Or if you want to tweet Nev about anything he's said, uh, he's at com on Twitter. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.